0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to today's talk on God is love. I'm sure you're being blessed through this podcast. I want you to understand that the words that I say are not just mere words, but they are from God's word. That means instead of just listening to what I say, allow the Holy Spirit to bring revelation in your heart even through these words. because. The love of God is something that you cannot just understand with human intellect and reasoning because it is not natural love. It's a supernatural love. Natural love we understand between friends, between family, between lovers, husband and wife. But that's natural love. The love of God, agape love, it is supernatural. It is divine. It is from God. And we cannot understand it unless it is a revelation by the holy spirit in our hearts so god's love god's agape unconditional love that seeks the best the highest good of the receiver we are the recipients of that love we are not the originators of that love it is god who is the giver the originator of that love and our role is that to receive not to earn it not to gain it by our good works but to receive simply by our faith. I was once in a crusade many years ago, and there was this young praise and worship leader on the stage encouraging the congregation to stand up and praise God and worship him. And this is what he said, If you do not love God, then how can God love you? So come on, let's prove our love to God by our thanksgiving and our praises. And of course, everyone was like, yeah, and they began to worship God. But when I heard that statement, something went off in my heart, and it was the eh button. It was like, no, something is fundamentally wrong with that statement. Because when we say, if I love God, then God will love me, we are actually saying, I am the originator of love. And God responds to my love. God reacts to my love. So we have made ourselves greater than God. We have made it seem that God responds to our love rather than seeing the truth. You see, this is a revelation you need to get. When we say, if I love God, God will love me, that's human understanding, that's human love. You know, when you give uh, pork to your friends next Christmas, they give pork to you. When you take a dish of chicken to your neighbor, they also do the same. So human love is to do as others have done unto you. So we try to think that God's love is the same. So we think that if I love God, God will love me, but that's wrong. Because the revelation is this, God is love, that means his nature is love. He's always love, he cannot act out of love, even his power comes from his love the gifts of the spirit. His wisdom is because of his love for man, his desire to heal, to touch, to deliver mankind. The revelation is that God is love, and he's the one who gives love. He's the one who reveals his love. He's the one who is the source of love. And we are the recipients. We are the receivers. And the way we receive is not through our works. It's not through our... Uh, our, 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 our um, not through our, Self-righteousness, it's not through earning it, it's not through uh, deserving it by our goodness. It is simply received by grace, simply by faith. We just have to say, Lord, I have nothing to give you, but because you love me, I receive it. I receive your love by faith. And this love is received by faith. It's not received by feelings. It's something that you must just believe, whether you feel anything or not, whether you see anything change in your life or not, whether you see the situation in India improve in the next few days or not. It doesn't change eternal truth. God is love, is truth. I just believe it. I just believe it every day. It's dark, but I still believe it. It's painful around my life, but I just believe God loves me. But the power of this truth is that when I begin to believe and believe and believe that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what circumstance, I don't have a job, I am broke, but I still believe God loves me because the final proof is that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. When I begin to believe this, there's power that is released in this truth because the Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. You'll be set free from fear, from depression, from oppression when you believe that God loves you specifically, personally. Don't make it a general truth. Oh yes, God loves the world. You can say that and still be depressed and unable to sleep. You can say that and still never know in your heart the spirit of sonship by which you cry out, Abba, Father. Not only must you know the scriptures, you must believe. You must believe. Believe, believe, believe. The gospel is the power of God for those who believe. The good news that God loves you will be powerful to set you free from darkness only when you will believe. All right? So I want you to believe as you are listening to me. First John in chapter 4, verse 16 says, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. So we know, but that's enough. You must believe, you must believe that God loves you. God is love. And when you abide in this belief that God loves you, when you abide in this truth that God loves you, then you will experience the power of God in you. Let me read to you today, Psalms 103 verses 3 to 11 in the contemporary English version and these are the different ways you can see how God loves you in Christ. Let me just read it to you and I believe you'll be blessed simply by listening. The Lord forgives our sins, heals us when we are sick, protects us from dead. His kindness and love are a crown on our heads. Each day that we live, He provides for our needs and gives us the strength of a young eagle. For all who are mistreated, the Lord brings justice. He taught his law to Moses and showed all Israel what he could do. The Lord is merciful. He is kind and patient. His love will never fail. The Lord won't always be angry and point out our sins. He doesn't punish us as our sins deserve. Listen to that again. He doesn't punish us as our sins deserve. This is the love of God, that he doesn't punish you as your sins deserve. This is an area where I see a majority of believers struggle that the bad things they're going through in their lives, they interpret it as condemnation for something wrong that they did, just punishment for something wrong that they did, harvest, That they are receiving back into their lives for the seeds that they have sown in the past. They are believing in karma. That if you will do bad things, you will have bad things happening in your life. But the Bible says God doesn't punish us as our sins deserve. Have you realized that if God punished you according to the deserving of your sins, all of us should be dead. All of us should be in hell by now. All of us should be eternally condemned. But the grace of God is this. Demonstrated that in the fact that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That Christ was punished for our sins. Christ was condemned with our condemnation. You see, God punished Christ. So that Jesus takes the full weight of God's justice and condemnation for our sins. So that he doesn't have to punish us. Because we have believed in Christ, and now he can give us favor because of our faith. That is the love of God. He doesn't punish you as your sins deserve, but he blesses you as Jesus' obedience deserves. Because everything that we receive, his grace, his love for us, is because of Jesus Christ. So Christians are always in condemnation thinking that they are receiving the just deserts for things they have done in the past. But what they're really believing is in karma, which is not grace. It is not in the Bible. What the Bible teaches us here in the New Covenant is grace, the unconditional grace, the unmerited favor of God, His love for us. So God has grace for you today. God has love for you today. God's not angry with you. How great is God's love for all who worship Him, greater than the distance between heaven and earth. That is... The greatness of God's love. How big is the love of God? People may ask. Well, let me ask you this question: How big is God? Can you ever answer that question? If the entire galaxies and universe, hundreds and billions of galaxies in the universe right now, and it is continuing to grow, exploding at the speed of light, how big is the universe? No scientists has ever discovered it. It is huge. It is immensely huge. Billions of light years, huge, and still growing. And yet God is bigger than this because God created this. So God is always bigger than the galaxies, the universe. God is bigger than the creation. And God is love. That means love is greater than the universe. Love is greater than all the billions of stars that we can discover through whatever telescope or instruments that we're using love is greater so how big is the love of god the love of god is greater than what you can imagine or understand or think with your own mind love is as big as god is all right and the overwhelming message in the scriptures for us is about the love of god not about the judgment of god it's about the love of god let me read out to you certain scriptures just read it out to you so that you have the assurance of God's steadfast love. Micah chapter 7, verse 18. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever, because he delights in steadfast love. Psalm 36, verse 7. How precious is your steadfast love, O Lord? The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of of your wings see this is good news the god of the new testament is the same god of the old testament wherein he says he is a god of love many believers read the old testament and get terrified of the god who cursed and judged israel and the nations because of their sins we read the story of noah and the flood the destruction of sodom and Gomorrah, the curses upon the nation of israel and develop a theology that god is a vengeful and angry god ready to punish the slightest of sins and failures However, even in the Old Testament, the overwhelming truth communicated to us about God is that He is merciful, kind, gracious, and loving. That He is a good good God. See, we may look at the individual stories and acts of judgment in the Bible and see a God of wrath and be filled with fear. But the entire Bible tells us one story about a God who created mankind for the purpose of a love relationship and seeks to redeem mankind from the penalty and condemnation of sin in the sacrifice of jesus christ the relationship that god had with israel was not based on grace was not based on the sacrifice of jesus but it was based on the law and there's a purpose for why god gave the law to israel and god did not give the law to the whole world god gave the law to israel and the law says if you will obey the commandments of god you will be blessed but if you do not obey the commandments of god you will be cursed and so we see The curse of the law coming upon the nation of Israel and we are filled with fear in our relationship with God. But let me tell you this. Your relationship with God today, it is not based on law. It is not based on the Old Testament covenants. It is based on the covenant of grace on Jesus Christ, his blood, his sacrifice. And today Jesus represents that love, grace and mercy as God to us. So that in Jesus we see the picture of the real true God. That God is not changed. He will never change. He's the same God from eternity. And he is a God of love, grace, mercy, goodness. See, beloved, you need not fear that God will curse you for your sins. Because Jesus was cursed on the cross for your sins. And the same God will not judge the same sin two times. Let me read out some other scriptures for you. Matthew 18, verses 11 to 13. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? And if he should find it, assuredly I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. This reveals to us the love of Jesus, that he has come to save that which was lost. And if even one is astray, he leaves the 99 to go and seek that one. You may be thinking that you are not as valuable as others who are more important. So even if you should stray, no one would bother about you. God will not bother about you. But let me tell you this. Even if you were the only human being on the earth, Jesus would have died for you and Jesus would have saved you. Let's read some other scriptures again. Let me read for you Titus chapter 3, verse 4 to 7. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. The kindness and the love of God has appeared. Where? In Jesus Christ. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. And it is not because we deserve it. Remember what that young man said on the pulpit if you don't love god god will not love you so we wrongly assume that depending on how much i love god god will love me but the bible says it is not by our works which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us he loves you according to his nature through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the holy spirit whom he poured out on us abundantly through jesus christ our savior that being justified by his grace we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life the kindness and love of god towards you and me has appeared in the death of jesus christ and it is in that death of christ his sacrifice his resurrection that we have life let me read to you romans chapter 8 verse 32 and on words all the way to verse 39 he who did not spare his own son But delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? God did not spare his son. And that is why I was so convinced that I am loved. I am loved every minute, every second, every hour, every day. Whatever I am doing, I am loved by God. When I am eating, he loves me. Sometimes when I lose my temper, he still loves me. When I am not doing anything spiritual, I am just watching a movie he still loves me. When I'm not in church, he still loves me. See, you need to understand this truth because some Christians have this false belief that only when they are doing something spiritual, something religious, something good, that they are praying or they are in a prayer house they are fasting or they are preaching the gospel or they are inside the precincts of the church, they feel that God is blessed, they feel peaceful, and they say, oh, pastor, I feel so peaceful when I come to church, but when I go back home, I don't feel peaceful. I feel so peaceful when I come to the prayer house, but when I'm not in the prayer house, I don't feel peaceful. Why? Is God's love for us dependent on where we are and what we do? No. God's love for us is based on his nature, confirmed in the death, Burial, resurrection of his son, the eternal sacrifice of Jesus. So that today we know that God loves me. When I'm inside the church, he loves me. When I'm out there in the mall, he loves me. When I'm flying in the air, he loves me. When I'm playing soccer, he loves me. And when I'm praying, he also loves me. When I'm eating food, he loves me. Every moment, every moment, every second, wherever I am, he loves me. You see, that knowledge will set you free. He will establish you in deep, deep grace and peace. And you will realize that my part is simply to receive his love, not to earn his love, but to receive his love. You see, even if you were to stop going to church, if if you were to stop doing good works from today, God still loves you. Now, I'm not saying don't go to church. I'm not saying stop doing good works because they are important for our love towards him. But as far as his love for us is concerned, it is based on his action that he gave his son to die for our our sins on the cross. Let me read verse 32 again. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If God could give you his son, then what is healing compared? To jesus what is provision compared to jesus what is peace compared to jesus what is what you need maybe medicines maybe oxygen maybe a ticket maybe uh, blessings in your business what is that compared to jesus christ is what paul is saying how shall he not with him with christ also freely give you all things things not just spiritual things but things material things too See, God is not against you being blessed. God's not against you having good things. Why? If he could give his best to you, the treasure of heaven, the most valuable, Jesus Christ, it doesn't compare with the other things. God just wants you to believe that he loves you. Even faith to believe in God for healing, faith to believe in God for blessings, faith to believe in God for your success, it is established in knowing God loves you and he gave his son for you. Verse 33, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? No one can because God has declared you righteous. God has declared you forgiven in the blood of Jesus. It is God who justified you. Verse 34, who is he who condemns? Can anyone condemn you? No. Why? Because Christ died for you. He was condemned for you. And furthermore, is also risen who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us. You cannot be condemned in the eyes of God today because Christ died for you, for your sins, rose from the dead with every sin paid and he is now at the right hand of God speaking on your behalf, your intercessor, your representative, your ambassador in heaven. We are Christ's ambassador on the earth. Christ is our ambassador in heaven. And therefore we cannot be condemned before God. Look at verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? What is happening in India right now can be described as tribulation, distress, famine, peril. In such times, people question, where is God? In such times, Christians will even say, God has abandoned us. We are living in a God-forsaken country. Many of my friends were posting on the WhatsApp groups. We are in a God-forsaken country. God has forsaken us. Really? See, Paul here was saying, by the Holy Spirit, even in the midst of tribulation, distress, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. And let me tell you this. We will go through some of these things before Jesus comes. The earth, people all around will go through difficult times. Even Christians even Christians go through terrible things. In such moments, we are tempted to think God has abandoned us. We are separated from God because of our sins. But again, Paul continues to say, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. Yet in all these things, in all these things, tribulation, COVID, Distress, persecution, peril, nakedness, all these things. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Through him who loved us. God is saying you will conquer this difficult COVID time. You will conquer uncertainty. You will conquer fear. You will conquer whatever you may be going through when you know that God loves you. It makes you more than a conqueror. The power of God's love is that it makes you more than a conqueror. Verse thirty-eight. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come or any other created thing. See, love is greater than any created thing. Love is greater than Satan. Love is greater than the angels. Why? Satan is a created being, but God is love. God existed before anything was created. Love existed before anything was created. And that's why Paul could say so triumphantly, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, because now Christ lives in you. Nothing, not even your past can separate you from God's love. Not even your actions can separate you from God's love. Not even your sins can separate you from God's love. All you need to do is believe it. Believe that God lives in you because of your faith in Christ. The love of God is in you and God loves you. And in the midst of your difficulty, in the midst of your lack, in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your fear, choose to say this, God loves me. Come on, say this with me right now. God loves me. God loves me because he is love. And he has proven his love by giving his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. Right now, I believe God loves me. No matter what I have done, no matter what I am doing, no matter where I may be, God loves me. And I choose to believe that I am love. And nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword can separate me from the love of God. No angels, no principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come, no height, no depth, nor any other created thing can separate me from God's love. God loves me today. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that you are blessed. If you are blessed, kindly leave us a word. You can write a review for us. You can just rate us. And if you can, send us an email and we'll be really, really blessed to hear from you. God bless you guys.
1: If you have been blessed through this podcast, we invite you to partner with us in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ from Nagaland to the nations. We make all our series available for free, but it does cost us time, effort, and money to do. So the support of people such as you will enable us to reach more people in more regions. Remember, When you give, the Word of God says in 2 Corinthians 9.8 that God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency, all things may have an abundance of every good work. If you would like to support our media ministry on a monthly basis or through a one-time gift, kindly write to us at faithharvestnagaland at gmail.com and visit our website www.fateharvest.in, and you can go to the giving section. You can also give through this UPI ID 7005684533 at Paytm. God bless you and thank you so much for your generosity.